And welcome to the VSA Capital Tech and Transitional Energy Podcast. It's it's actually Friday the 14th of October. Um, I apologise. Um, we didn't quite get around to recording it yesterday. Uh, I was on a course. Yes, OK, it was a golf course. Um, but I was playing with a client and it was a great round of golf. Uh, and Phil, I think you were, the, were you at the dentist? Yes, I was, Andrew. Always a pleasure. But I thought to myself, do you know, if I get my mouth numbed, which I did, I won't be able to talk very well. So therefore, we didn't do the podcast. Anyway, so we're doing it on a Friday. Uh, another crazy week we've all had. I think investors are just so fed up with this market. It's it's so difficult. Um, and then we've got more. I think we've got more U-turns coming from the, the government. We've had so many bloody U-turns. We're basically on a roundabout, and no one knows which direction to go in. We're just going round and round and round. Um, the pan goes up. The pan goes down. Actually throughout all of this it's really just dollar strength i note that the the headlines today are the japanese yen has hit a 37 year low against the dollar this is not a pound problem it's a dollar problem um but markets are still very very tough but we're going to try and help you help you through them a little bit maybe um and actually um i might just start with a little bit of a plug for um an Aqua Showcase event we're holding on Tuesday, November the 29th. Uh, now, I know a lot of people think that Aquas is still a very difficult market. Uh, the reality is there's some really good companies coming onto it. And at this event, there will be some uh, tech and transitional energy um, and brands as well, companies. Um, bring, a, bring, a, bring a bag with you, by the way. There could be some quite good goodies to take away, I suspect. Uh, we'll also be giving you nice uh, free lunch and wine and beer and drinks after. It's a hell of a good event um so uh watch out for that if you haven't seen an invite anywhere then get in touch with us because it will be it's well worth going if you're a high net worth investor you've only got 100 places limited places get one book early now to avoid disappointment as they say you'll be going along won't you phil i most certainly will that's uh, yeah absolutely that to support uh yeah like companies and, and investors yes i will be on hand Good. Well, I can tell you, actually, we're going to start doing first off with, with one of the companies that will be there because they're actually dual listed on AIM and on Aquas. So they're coming across. The CEO is in California. Uh, he's going to come across to this event. So if you want to nab the CEO, this is your chance. Turn up on November the 29th. Uh, and that, of course, is Infinity Energy Systems and it's Larry Zulch. Uh, and of course, this week from Infinity, we had a very important uh, RNS and announcement um and probably both of us could talk to this but i mean phil you're the analyst so why don't you talk about in particular the the uh californian energy order yeah this is um yeah so it's also it's a business is a flow battery tech uh client of ours um and the california energy commission uh who's you know really are at the heart of Sort of, you know, government government direction in California on energy storage to the grid um, have uh, said um, that uh, they would like Infinity to uh, take part in a hybrid battery project, um, and that they will be awarded a ten megawatt hour um, system uh, order. Now, the you know, obviously commercial terms and sales are to uh, to be agreed. But this is a, I could say, this is a very big order for the business, um, and it's one of the largest that they've had, um, and it's at the heart of uh, the biggest market in the world for energy storage. So it is, it is exciting for the company, and it's good that they've won it. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be the biggest so far, twice the size of Oxford, but California Energy Commission, California is so important uh, that the, the, the partner in here is EOS with their different technology. Um, I think it's fair to say as an analyst, you've been asking me, Andrew, can you help me out with my numbers a little bit? Because it looks as though uh, somebody is, is, should we say, selling their product below cost price. I think it's fair to say that, that is EOS, who really haven't got a product in the market yet and therefore are basically buying into this project and effectively subsidising Infinity because they are not discounting. Um, but it's great news. Uh, will EOS be able to deliver on their side? Uh, it's, it's an interesting question because EOS is, is still really on the, on the, in, on the, in the science lab. Uh, it'll be interesting, but certainly Infinity will too. But obviously we had some other orders out of uh, Infinity as well this week, didn't we? We had Equans uh, and they've obviously just recently announced Kinetic. Uh, so the, the orders are piling through. And in the RS, they did talk quite a lot, didn't they, about the pipeline, sales, backlog, conversion. They talked about an update on Siemens Gamesa, uh, where obviously we're hoping to get a commercial release date next year. Uh, and they talked about financials, actually just sort of saying that actually their financials are probably a little bit better than the market thinks. And they did talk about corporate and strategic. There was actually an awful lot in that RNS. It's worth reading all of it. Um, there are, I would suggest, some hidden messages within it. Uh, and I think this is now, this is doing a U-turn, a U-turn off the bottom, the hockey stick, as they call it. Um, some people may say the damn bit of the hockey stick was a little bit longer than one would have anticipated, um, but I would suggest they have really turned the corner now. This is very exciting news. It is. Um, and uh, yeah, we fully covered it in our research. So, uh, you know, investors that are registered with us can, can uh, easily access that. No, there you go. All right. Um, so, yeah, that was certainly the big sort of um, story this week for me. I don't know what you wanted to move on to, Phil. Well, we asked you, as ever in these, uh, you know, ever changing markets are very volatile. We're trying to track what companies are actually seeing, um, you know, and what they're saying and where they're seeing spend. Um, so I'll just rattle through. There hasn't been, to be honest, not a lot of announcement this week because uh, all the companies have their kind of interims out, out earlier, a couple of weeks ago. But um, the few that caught my eye uh, were Kinetic Group, um, and that's in defence tech. And in fact, one of the, uh, you know, one of the last remaining or few uh, defence companies that we've got listed, uh, QQ is a ticker, it's two billion market cap. They had a, they had a trading update. Um, and uh, Kinetic uh, design, they, they look, they design and they test defense systems, targeting systems, central control, you know, ship control systems, all sorts of weapons control, lasers, robotics, etc. So very, very high tech uh, defense business. They had a trading update and they were saying that, uh, not surprisingly, they're seeing very strong performance. Um, and this is in their second quarter to the end of September. Uh, good robust order intake, um, and they had uh, orders about 800 million, 18% higher in the first half of 22. $32 million three year contract for the MOD for air, um, air systems, um, and good contract in the US, uh, $49 billion for US Army imaging. So there we go. So that's, that's kinetic. Um, one that's in a completely different sector altogether. Um, but kind of gets us on to transitional energy tech related is uh, Thought Lighting. Um, I think we might have mentioned this one before, Andrew. I think David and I did on a podcast. 
this company, I was looking at the history of it, it's a classic UK company, Thorpe, uh, you know, Thorpe family, we've been founding it, shareholders founded in 1931, but uh, ticker is TFW, 450 million market cap, um, the shares in this company are only down 10%, so it's more than outperformed the tech sector. What it does is it's, um, this is professional lighting, um, particularly things like uh, LED, you know, LED technology, um, and, and very sort of of the moment in the fact that, you know, there's a lot of energy uh, saving solutions in this, but they were reporting, uh, I think this was there, yeah, it was year-ended uh, 30th of June results, and their sales were up by 21.9%, um, um, and of that 9.9% was from an acquisition, uh, German acquisition tech, uh, uh, of LED technology there, lighting tech, tech, so good organic growth in this one, um, 144 million pounds of uh, sales, translated into pre-tax profit of 24 million, up from 18.6. So good, good healthy margins, uh, they increase their divvy as well. Um, so that's uh, Thorpe Lighting. So yeah, it's actually it's known as FW Thorpe, I think, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah, that's businesses lighting. FW Thorpe, that's Yeah, it. that's yeah. one of these classic old family businesses. We love them actually, and they're good for IHT. Uh, my mother's got her in the AMIHT portfolio that's getting completely battered at the moment. I haven't told her that, by the way. I might have to let her know a little bit on Saturday. No, I think no. I'm seeing her tomorrow. Um, but yes, FW Thorpe. Yeah, TFW is the ticker. Um, another company that's been long established, uh, very rich in technology, is Oxford Instruments. Um, OXIG is the ticker. It's a billion market cap. Um, uh, they've got yeah, they've got they've got some super tech. Uh, they're primarily uh, into kind of advanced instrumentation for scientific discovery, uh, particularly things like um, semi you know, for uh, scanning electron microscopes and the sort of probes that go into those, atomic force microscopes, sort of stuff that I like actually. Uh, etching technology for semiconductors, uh, X-ray cameras, for examining advanced materials. Anyway, so, so uh, nice broad brush of tech goes with a whole range of industries, you know, automotive, aerospace, pharmaceuticals, semis, you know, and, and of course, university laboratories. So there we go. So their half year, um, they had an update for the half year ended September 30th. Uh, so trading update, and they said that they have made, um, quote, good progress uh, with strong demands for products and services. And, um, you know, currency very much in focus. And they said on a constant currency basis that orders were ahead of revenue during the period uh, and ahead of orders for the first half of last year. So, you know, good underlying demand there for the business. Uh, not particularly quantified, but obviously progress in that. Um, and they've said that uh, they're expecting their, their profits for the first six months to be supported by a currency tailwind, obviously favorable exchange rates. There was a however in this one. Um, and the however is that they said that growth had been tempered still by global supply chain challenges um, and also the price, their price rise have not yet offset inflationary pressure. So, so a bit of caution through that, but I would say that looking ahead uh, and taking a longer view, um, this company is really tied into the development of advanced technologies for the future. It's got a super brand in the market uh, and a broad customer base. So one to look at uh, on particular weakness, I would think. Well, uh, you've always quite liked it. And there's a lot of weakness around at the moment so everywhere. 
Yeah. But when you've got a lot of weakness and everyone is negative, you're exactly. probably close to the bottom, aren't you? Well, this was Icorops of Instruments um, post Lehman's when it had crashed. And it and another like Spectris, Renishaw, these ones that got great brands in the industrial community and R&D communities. Um, and my word that they rally. Over time, they were really good. They were right on the bottom and they were good calls because of that strength of brands. You know, brands is something that we look at very closely and they haven't, you know, they've got that. Right, so there we go. That's well, actually, well, it's interesting because if you look at it, I mean, it's a company again that's been around, uh, well, basically as long as I've basically been in the market, which is nearly 40 years. Uh, and it sort of trundled along, actually not doing an awful lot until about 2010, when it actually started really getting interesting. Um, it struggled a, mi- a bit in the middle of the uh, the 2010s, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it's it really has had a, a good run over, the, should we say, the last five years. And actually, it hasn't come off too bad. It's only off 29% this year, which I know sounds horrific, but it's probably better than an awful lot of other tech stocks. So yeah, quality company, no questions out about it. There we are. Absolutely. So, uh, Quixent, um, and we discussed Quixent before. QXT is the ticker, 117 million market cap. They, well, they're, they're quite, they're quite unusual. Um, they're based near Cambridge. Uh, they develop hardware for gaming machines in casinos, and the software platforms that go into those. Um, now, I've not been to a casino for a good number of years, but I've certainly looked at this tech closely, and. Uh, it's constantly changing because of the types of gaming solutions that uh, that, 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 that they have. Um, and they also have a uh, physical Densitron, which is, uh, this is advanced screen technology um, for control, you know, what they call control services and custom displays. But basically, this is not your kind of touch screen that you would get on a, you know, I don't know, smartphone or super consumer electronic systems. These are very, very advanced systems that are used in control. So, uh, Quixent have said that um, they are, just a quick read of this. Yeah, it's a trading update for the end of, uh, a trading update for the period ending. 31st of December, and that was very positive. Uh, they had interims in September where they saw the gaming and dead strong divisions. They were performing very strongly. And you've got to remember that a lot of their markets were probably shut down during COVID as well. So they saw good recovery. Um, and, you know, if you look at their interim results, they said that their growth, I mean, their growth, just looking at their gross profits were up by 52%. Of course, that was dropping through operating profit. Um, but they have again come out with a very positive trading update. So for the second time in a, you know in a few months. Was, uh, can I just correct you on one thing, Phil? You, you actually, I think right now you're coming into casino every day. It's called the stock market. <laughs> well, if someone could develop some very clever software to help us all out at the moment, it'd be very much appreciated. Well, some people do use software to try and trade the market. I'm not sure that's working, but there you go. Oh, Uh, oh my word. Exactly, exactly. And just a final one for me is a company called Enna Aqua Technologies. The ticker is ETP. Um, And these guys are specialists in uh, control flow technologies for water. Um, and particularly like heating and hot water systems. 
so they've they've got uh, you know their clients are people who've got oil electric heating uh, sort of general hot water systems they also are involved in uh, heat pumps uh, and they reported their interims and their revenues and look at this in more detail their revenues were 92 percent to 24.2 million versus 12.6 million and they said that that was reflecting growth in contract wins and project completions uh, i'm not sure if there's an acquisition there i'd have to check but uh their sort of underlying profits increased to where well they were they were they were flat so yeah continued investment so it looks like they have been investing in uh internally probably in product development or building their markets and it's got uh, there's cash in there as well but Clearly, there's some good top line growth in that one. All, all very positive, all the announcements. I, I also noticed that Ashton Technologies, which we've talked about a little bit in the past, which rents uh, subsea um, equipment, um, had a very positive trading statement, uh, I think beating expectations this week. Uh, Dark Trace, which obviously has been in the news quite a lot, they um, had a Q1 trading update. Yeah. Um, as they confirmed, Fulia expectations, uh, and I think Mark's Electrical also just confirmed expectations, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we, we but, sort but, of, um, I mean, all, all three interesting companies, all three companies we've spoken a lot about in the past here, but there was nobody's actually out, out there at the moment in the tech space, or also the transitional energy space, saying, "God, it's a nightmare." No, I know, and yet you look at the sh- look, look at the share prices. And you think you you know so they, yeah, and it is a nightmare. <laughs> oh, it, yes, look, it, it 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 is for investors, but it it is quite key to keep just keep looking at what the companies are saying, what they're doing, where they're investing their money. And as I say, you know, I go back to I remember covering the uh, a number of these companies. Uh, you know, Postal Lemans crashed, a FTSE hit, or was heading towards four thousand, um, and you know. They just the ones that have got great customers, good strong brands, you know, right, and their share prices got hit and really did recover. Because if you can do well in a you know in a, a seemingly tough uh, tough market or stretched economy, if you can continue to do well, you know, think how well you're going to do when things get going again. Actually, talking about brands a little bit, because we do occasionally call this tech trans and brands. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, and I think it's a brand, I mean, it's a brand leisure, I know, but we are doing the dual listing, aren't we, uh, next week of Cook's Coffee. Uh, it'll be the first ever New Zealand listed company listed on London. Um, and actually, it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's well worth trying to get hold of a copy of the presentations, like, which we can obviously provide, uh, because Actually, because we all think of coffee shops as, oh, God, there's so many of them. There's Starbucks, there's um, Cafe Nero, there's Costa Coffee. And what what some people haven't realised, they think, oh, there's too many coffee shops. That's what the ignorant people say. Um, there's a big move in the trend. We're going to the second level of coffee shops, aren't we, where the coffee shop is morphing from what I describe as just a coffee shop to more of a quasi... Um, cafe coffee shop in fact if you wander around the city you see a lot of them now um there's a new trend coming in and that's what cooks coffee are really good at they're actually the fourth largest chain in the uk and ireland um but they they have this combination don't they where people go there for something to eat and have coffee with it 
Um, and in fact, in some of them, you can even go and have a drink if you want, which is quite pleasant. The, the trend is changing. So it's a company we're worth looking at because they've understood the change of the trend, which is always so important when you're investing. Yeah, absolutely. And just, uh, you know, the name might not be known, but the brands are. Um, so Cooks uh, have uh, Esquire's Coffee and Triple Two are the main brands. And Andrew, yeah, you know, you, you're, you're right. And again, we, you know, we produce quite detailed research on the company. Um, is this is this shift in the market? Um, towards sort of more food orientated, sort of pseudo bar orientated in the evening, and also kind of tailoring things around budgets as well and consumers and consumer spend. So, and it's a growing area. And there was a, you know, I mean, lounges came out there listed, um, and they've come out, well, they came out with a pretty positive trading update today to say, you know, just how much the sector is growing. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is amazing how. Mm. Uh, yeah, where where the you know consumers certainly are spending on these things still. Yeah, and, and maybe just to finish off, I know in the past we've commented quite a lot, or I've certainly commented quite a lot about private equity and how they've been uh, distorting prices and and uh, the valuations in their companies to keep them going. I think it's quite interesting today that, um, in the FT, Harvard, who are one of the biggest, they're one of the first to really get involved in private equity, and one of the biggest investors have said private equity firms are going to have to mark down significantly the value of the companies within their portfolios because they are at the wrong level. Um, let's be honest, an awful lot of private equity companies aren't quite as smart as they thought they were. They were just using very cheap capital and very good at how to leverage a business. Uh, this could be the start of the, not the end of private equity, um, but a definitely changing of the winds, shall we say, um, which we have obviously been talking about for some time and predicting. Uh, actually, the other one I'll find you mentioned, funny enough, and this is just me, I've been talking a little bit to clients this week about SSE, um, because it's, it's a roller coaster SSE, you, you, it just gets going, uh, and the price is moving up nicely, and then bam, something comes along, seems to hit it, and every time it falls back down again, it just can't get this steady momentum, but it has come quite a long way back down, uh, it was pretty close to £14 at one stage this week, it has bounced up actually today, because the market's quite strongly, about 14 80 um, but I can see that one trading back up to 18 pounds because it's basically a bit of a trading stock, I think. So you can trade it 14 to 18. Next year, it'll probably be 15 to 19. The year after, 16 to 20. Who knows? Um, but it's a trading stock. It looks like a trading buy to me. Well, that's an interesting call. Crikey. Oh, I heard a trading one for a while. Do you know, I'm, oddly enough, Arm used to be like that. It was trading in a range. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's another way to look at investors. Interesting call. Oh, there you go. We try to be interesting on this podcast, right? It's a bit of a short one because we're, we're all a teeny weeny bit busy, um, and also we're not disturb your weekend, uh, but uh, your Friday night listening. Um, as usual, if you disagree with anything we've got to say, just let us know. If you agree with things, let us know. Um, if you want us to talk about something, let us know. And on that note, have a very good weekend. Oh, terrific! Chat next week, Andrew.